0: Today's episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast is proudly presented by Kyle's Kitchen. Our friends at Kyle's have been, well, great supporters over the last handful of years, and their locations in Galita and Santa Barbara are open. Go check out Kyle. See if he's there. Say hi. Grab a burger. Grab a great salad and those seasoned fries. Kyle's Kitchen, proud sponsors of the Gaucho 9 podcast. This podcast also brought to you by the Gaucho's social media accounts, We're doing an all-decade fan favorite vote on Instagram and Twitter right now, so make sure you check those out. I think we got the third baseman up, outfielders, and first baseman, and shortstop as well, so cast your vote. Check that out on Instagram. All right, this week, we got two gauchos in separate interviews, much like we did over the 4th of July, Sam Cohen and Ryan Cumberland. They had enormous hits think of any other adjective other than enormous they were they were clutch hits big hits massive hits historical hits in uh, in gaucho history sam of course the grand slam against louisville to clinch that Super regional and send the gauchos to their first ever college world series and then ryan cumberland coming off the bench against miami after the rain delay in an elimination game Uh, And there's a good story behind that one. So we sit down with Sam, and then we talk with Ryan Cumberland here on the Gaucho Nine podcast. Please sit back and enjoy this episode of the Gaucho Nine pod. Here we go.
1: It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night.
0: There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts this to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning, and Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha! Can you believe it? There's the 0-2 pitch, and a curveball is swung on him in. In the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score, and the Gauchos are the 2019 champions! All right, we're here with Sam Cohen, the infamous Sam Cohen. Uh, it's good to see your face, man. But uh, Sam finishing up his degree. He's got probably another semester left before he gets his degree. He's been uh, coaching some baseball, some travel ball, uh, trying to piece it all together just like the rest of us. But Sam, it's an honor and privilege to have you on here in the Goucher Night podcast. What's up, man?
2: Hey, man. How are you
0: doing? I'm great.
2: Glad <laughs> to Almost be here. Considered. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. You obviously have the big hit, the Grand Slam. Everybody knows about it. And we want to hear from your your perspective, some of the stuff that went into it. So it's uh, Louisville. It's hot. Gouchers are down 3 nothing, And we know that you can step in and swing the stick. Because you've done it a lot of times during the season in pinch hit roles, where you get up there, you swing at the first pitch. I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, your freshman year, I think you swung at the first pitch of your like first seven or eight at bats. Yep. <laughs> yep. And and got some hits. So I
2: did, yeah.
0: So what's going through your head uh, while you're when you're in the dugout uh, when the Gouchers are down three nothing late in that game?
2: Sure. So I mean you know, I obviously sitting in the dugout. It's a thousand degrees out. Um, you know, we got the cheering section going. I mean, it's me, Grant Dragmire, you know, Tevin Mitchell, Kevin Chandler, we're all up on the rail, losing our minds. You know, we knew we were up one game and, you know, we didn't really care at that point that we were down three, nothing. We were kind of just going nuts, doing our thing, you know, with the towels and messing with the mics that were put into the ground right in front of us um so I mean honestly we, we were just extremely loose you know tr- having the time of our lives you know we didn't really know how to do it because we had never been there so we were kind of paving our own way you know doing it as we saw fit um you know as we started to get deeper into the game and you know we were still kind of within striking distance of three nothing you know then I started to kind of dial it back down you know all right maybe I need to start focusing on you know I might be coming in you know, late in this game, Um, you know, I just started walking back and forth in the dugout, you know, like, all right, you know, what am I going to do if I'm going to get up there? Let me put my batting gloves on. Let me start to, you know, feel my bat a little bit, you know, feel the weight in the bat in my hands. Um, And then about uh, middle of the eighth inning, uh, I think I go down – I get sent down to the bullpen to go warm up somebody. I don't remember who it was. It might have been, like, James Carter. Um, But I get sent down to go warm up somebody in the pen – and me and uh oh who's our bullpen coach what's his uh connor right connor bates connor bates me and connor were sitting down there and you know we were just hanging out wait, you know still hyped up thinking we we're gonna win this ball game even though we were down three nothing and all of a sudden you know ninth inning rolls around we're still down there it's hot um i'm in my gear i'm like all right this game you know maybe we're Maybe we might throw in the, wait for the next day, you know, we'll win tomorrow. Um, so we're kind of just sitting there and then we see birdie, you know, get up in the pen and then you know, me and Connor get up on the road. Like, all right, let's watch this guy. We've heard some things. Um, you know, he can chuck it a little bit. So we're watching him. And then, you know, bottom of the ninth rolls around. They bring him in. We're just staring at the gun, you know, warm up pitch, 95, 98, a hundred. 101. We're like, who is this guy? Like, where do they find somebody like this? And so we're just sitting there just like kind of laughing. We're like, all right, we'll be fine tomorrow. We'll, we'll get him tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, we're watching the ninth inning kind of play out. Uh, you know, Birdie struggles a little bit at the beginning, walks. I, I don't remember. He walks somebody. And then I think JJ gets a base hit up the middle, which was nuts off of like a hundred mile an hour fastball. And then, and then I think after JJ's hit, that's when Chex calls down to the bullpen's like, "Yo, get Sam down here." And I was like, Uh are we sure?" <laughs> you know, like, are we are we sure about this? And then you know, so you know, I I run down there, in my gear. I take my gear off, put on my batting gloves, and then I go and I sit next to Checks. You know, he's like, "All right, you know, if." less than two outs. If we still have bait, if you know, we still have runners on, you're going to go hit. So I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, well, let's see how this plays out. Um, So then Billy has an, an or no, then Bush comes up. I think Bush strikes out. That's one out. And then Billy comes up and has an unbelievable at bat. I mean, fighting off pitches and then takes a walk and that was crazy. And then I, or maybe I'm going a little bit too fast. I, either way, I get up on deck. You know, he tells me to go get on deck. I am shaking. I'm like, this is nuts. There's like 15,000 people here. Nobody wants us to win. And I was just looking around the stadium, like, all right, I got to bring it back together. So I, you know, I stare at the E on the east end of my bat, which is what I did every, you know, during every at bat. And you know, taking my practice swings, I watched the pitches go by, and I think actually Billy was hitting at this point And I was on deck and, you know, he has the great at bat and he walks that last pitch goes by and my heart sinks. I'm like, Oh boy. So I start walking up to bat, you know, I do my thing, you know, there was no dirt, it was turf. So I'm kicking the turf like an idiot and you know, there's no dirt there. So, you know, I'm doing my thing. I turn around, uh, stare at the E on my bat, you know, out of the corner of my eye, I see Ryan Bob, You know, pretty much coaching me, telling me to, hey, relax, you got this. And I'm like, all right, Bob, thanks. So then I turn around and I get in the box. First pitch goes by. um, And I was like, hey, that wasn't that fast. You know, I was like, you know, I was expecting, you know, the ball to shoot out of his hand and then be in the catcher's mid immediately. So I was like, all right, you know, here we go. Next pitch comes by. I foul it off. One and one count. And then he throws a fastball in the outer half, which was a ball, by the way. So everybody knows that that was a ball. Um, I wasn't too happy about it. When he threw that pitch, I was like, all right, I might strike out here. Um, So I turned around, you know, did my thing, looked at the E and the east end of my bat, stepped back in the batter's box, take one big big deep breath. And I'm like, okay, he is going to try to throw a 110-mile-an-hour fastball by me. I'm going to be on time and I'm going to hit this thing wherever it is pitched. I was swinging. I was, I was like 90% sure I was swinging at at anything at that point. So, you know, he gets, he comes set and, you know, the pitch leaves his hand and I was expecting a fast, you know, I was expecting a fastball and it wasn't as fast as, you know, it was a changeup. I was like, Oh, and i mean i was i was early but not too early and i just caught it right and the second that i the second that it hit my bat i was like all right i got to go i was booking it out of the box until about halfway when i looked at at who's our first base coach and i he threw his hands up and went out to high five me and i was like there is absolutely no way that that just went over the fence so then everything goes black. I high five him. I'm jogging around the bases. I think I'm high stepping for some reason. Like I just scored a touchdown. So, I mean, my fingers up. I'm just, I'm not, I don't even know what I'm looking at, you know. And then I get to home plate. Everybody jumps on top of me. I don't feel a thing for some reason. And then all I knew is right when I got up, you know, so, someone picked me up. I don't even remember who. Um, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm just like running in circles, like walking in circles, like staring at everything. felt like I was going to pass out. It was 110 degrees on turf and I was just like losing my mind. And then, you know, everybody, we're all, you know, dabbing each other up, high-fiving, losing our mind. We're going to Omaha. You know, I go, I go over to the stands, you know, I, I see my mom, I have five, my mom, I see everybody. And I was just like, what is going on? And I was just like, in some weird days and then you know the camera crews in my face and I was like screaming at the camera I don't even remember what I said um and I was like all right I gotta go sit down so I went I sat down in the dugout and I just put my hands on my head my head in my hands and I was like what just happened you know so that all happens I give the interview on the field and I just don't know you know what is I, I still don't know what's going on the guys from ESPN are talking to me in the headphone headset and I'm just, you know, have no idea what I'm saying. I don't even remember what I said. I hope I didn't cuss, you know, I hope I was representing the school well. Um, But, you know, so fast forward to, you know, post game, um, things started to calm down. We get into the room with a bunch of the press and, you know, they're asking questions Um, and it was just crazy from that point on, you know, then, we get back to the hotel. We get back in the bus. We're losing our mind, throwing a party and, you know, losing our mind on the bus. And then we come back to the hotel. I just go and I lie down in bed for just like 30 minutes, just staring at the ceiling, just having no idea what happened. You know, my phone is blowing up. You know, I had to shut off my phone cause it wasn't working. And I was like, okay, I don't know what happened. So, Time goes on, you know, that day c- continues on, you know, we're still celebrating. And all of a sudden I get a text that says, Hey, Dan Patrick wants to do an interview with you tomorrow morning. Can you do that? And I said, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, Man. you know, I, I, you I know, now I know who Dan Patrick is. I know, I know what he looks like. I just <laughs> didn't know him by name at the time, which I know sound, now sounds awful, but yes, Dan Patrick. So I was like, okay so I let's do the interview so so the next morning rolls around um, and he you know they they call the hotel phone and I answer and he's like and I'm on, li- I'm live and the, the and of course my two roommates you know Grant and Tevin were showing the the TV you know I, I was watching myself talking on the phone to Dan Patrick which was extremely weird and I had no idea I didn't really know what to say to the guy. You know, he was asking me a bunch of questions, um, you know, asking me like, what kind of music I listened to. And I was like, how do you know this information? And I was just, I mean, it was, it was crazy, you know, talking to him and, you know, that whole interview was surreal. Um, And, you know, and just rolling into Omaha, I mean, from, you know, the point, the ball left my bat, you know, in Louisville to the point where, you know, we touched down in Omaha. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you like what the sequence of events. I just was in such a daze, like unbel- I don't even know what happened. Um, I just remember getting, pol- you know, just kind of coming to in Omaha, getting you know, escorted by the police um, in our huge bus to our hotel. And I was like, what? Did I just step into like some you know other dimension? I don't know what's going on. I can't believe we're in the College World Series. I've only seen this you know, on TV, I dreamed of this as a kid, you know, playing in the college world series. Um, and I mean, you know, go to the, you know, we get there for our first day of practice and we're doing these promos with ESPN. I'm talking to these, you know, to these anchors and all these ESPN people. And we go down to the, you know, we start taking photos and we have a photo shoot. And I just feel, I mean, at that point, I felt like I was in the big leagues. I, I mean, you know, it, it was crazy, and I just remember, you know, practice day, the second we stepped out on the field, there was just a bunch of cameras in your face, everybody cheering you on during practice, you know, during our 30- or 50-minute BP session, and I'm like, and I, and I was like, I have i couldn't even have dreamt of something as incredible as this. So, I mean, I, I you know, I know we didn't win the whole thing, and I know it would have made it it would have made an unbelievable story, but I think, you know, it it couldn't have, we already had an unbelievable story. I mean, from our, our wins in regionals, Bush's walk off in the regional, uh, you know, all the crazy games that we played throughout the year, our record on Tuesdays during that year, during Tuesday games were, I mean, we were just that whole, that team just as a whole was unbelievable. I mean, there was not one guy on that team that wasn't bought in and wasn't, you know, are our, our whole goal was to make it to Omaha and win it, you know, unfortunately we didn't get to win it, but we made it there. And I mean, I, I wouldn't have traded it for the world. It was one of the best experiences um, I'll ever have, you know, until, obviously until I have kids and I have a family, I get married and all that. But I mean, up until now, I mean, you can't, can't substitute that. Um, and to all the guys that I played with on that team, um, it, it was, it was just – you can't replace it. You know, I can't replace any of those guys. I want to thank all of those guys. Um, I mean, I know they're all doing crazy things. Shane is the all-star game MVP, which is nuts. Uh, I know half the guys are still playing pro ball. Um, you know, other half are going to be very successful in what they do. Uh, you know, I just just want to thank that 2016 team. I mean, that's all, that's, that's all I can finish with.
0: That was well done. That was very well done, Mr. Cohen. I have have a couple things. I have a couple things to add. Sure. uh, I was watching the video that we made to show the alumni and the the alumni game in 2017 that we posted Mm -hmm. on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I watched it with Matt Harvey and Ryan Bob, and they hadn't seen it before. I think actually I think Harv had, but Bob but Bob didn't, and so we were reminiscing about it and they had a keen observation but you crushed that home run trot i don't think you could have done <laughs> it any better than what you did the Thank high you. five at first the clap just your your facial expression around the base and then coming down the third base line throwing the helmet like it was all just perfectly done it was it was incredible and Thank you. and the moment with your mom because she didn't see it is that right she, no. Well, both my, my mom and my brother, my brother,
2: it was two people who don't watch me play like ever. My mom got too nervous and my brother just never, you know, he was in, he was a division one athlete and was playing, you know, tennis. Um, And he just never got to watch me play. And they were both there. And after that, you know, in the middle of the ninth inning, my brother leaves the stadium and he's like, yeah, this game's over. And my mom's walking out of the stadium. And then I come up to bat and she's freaking out. My brother's standing outside of the stadium security's not letting him back in. And then you know it happens and then all the rest is the rest is history they let harry back in who's my brother so he got to come back in
0: (laughs) oh man an incredible moment for an incredible individual and uh we wish you the best it's good to see your face and uh we hope that uh we're in touch and we talk soon and that we're playing yes sir
2: yes sir kevin cannon thank you very much for having me
0: Okay, we're here with Ryan Cumberland. Ryan currently uh, coaching at Merced College now after graduating from UCSB. And Ryan had one of the biggest hits in UCSB Gaucho history. He had the the hit against Miami after the rain delay when it was tied 1-1. It scored two runs. Uh, It was a pinch hit, and that led the Gauchos to that 5-3 win in 2016 against the Hurricanes. But there's a whole lot of backstory to this hit. And that's what we we'll want to cover today. So, uh, first of all, Cumbie, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Kevin. How are you?
0: I'm, I'm great. Uh, we're both, we both got our golf games in today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're feeling good. But tell me, tell me about that hit. Tell me about the day before. So, like, leading into it, like, what was Omaha like? And how were things at practice a couple of days before?
1: Well, Omaha was great. I didn't feel great, but that's another story. Um, like we were talking about off camera just a second ago, uh, <laughs> we were we were practicing out at one of the fields. I can't remember which field it was, um, but I remember there were several youth there that were watching us practice. They had their parents around and I remember I was about halfway through practice wearing BP and Eddie was hitting me he was hitting me fungos there at third. And I get about halfway through my fungo round and I just I, I started feeling dizzy and just I didn't not feel good at all. So um, told Eddie so I go in the dugout start laying down and about 20 minutes later I just started throwing up and sure enough Sam Cohen comes in the dugout shortly after that and he starts throwing up and Sam had made the comment to me uh, just kind of jokingly like oh these kids probably think we're hungover us being from Santa Barbara um, we're kind of on the road for the for like you know for an extended period of time and they probably thought we were just kind of messing around and, and having a good time down there in Omaha but um <laughs> It wasn't that um, I wish it were that would have been a much cooler story. But no, I, I had probably succumbed come to some sort of virus or some sort of flu. But, um, you know, the, the story we're running is that it was a roast beef sandwich because Sam and I were one of the only two guys on the team to eat the roast beef sandwiches that were presented to us. And, and um, ironically enough, him and I were the only two guys to get sick. But the thing is, food poisoning is only supposed to last for about 24 hours. I had it the whole time we were there, so I was dealing with it for four or five days, and it
0: was—I
1: mean, it was miserable. But I mean, yes,
0: that—that was the thing that—that I didn't really realize. Like, I think I remember you going into the dugout, and—and you weren't feeling well. And we've been on the road a lot, and you're eating hotel food, you're eating fast food, you're—you don't really have a set schedule, so you know your eating habits aren't really great, and—and it's hot. It's, it's, hot hot. And it's humid and you're probably dehydrated. And I, I had a little bat of like not feeling great for maybe like five, six yep. days. It didn't really come to what you experienced, but it certainly affected me physically Yeah, and it, going out there and playing was he, a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, <sighs> it's funny too.
1: Cause I remember, so obviously the rain delay had happened. Um, and I was actually, I was actually not feeling well, like leading up to that. Um, and I was, pretty much thrown up the whole time that I was there. But I remember during that game, during the Miami game, I was feeling terrible. And I was just – I was sitting on the dugout, just my head like basically in my lap. And I'm like, man, this is this – is, it's tough to get through this right now. And I remember the game getting called due to a rain delay. And I immediately went into the locker room and I just laid down. I put my hat over my head and I just sat there the whole time and it's just basically was staring into my hat, just feeling miserable as I'll get out it's had come up to me about halfway through. He's like, "Hey, I think you're going to pitch hit um, when we get out of the rain break. Uh, just be ready." He's like, "That's not for sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going to you." And uh, yeah, you got it, coach. And of course, I'm not going to tell him how I'm feeling because this is obviously the College World Series, and like, you, it's it's everything you got and then some. You know, to to you know play for your team and and give them everything you got. And what I had was not very much, but I'm glad it was enough. But I think. And and all honesty, looking back at the moment, I think me being sick kind of took me out of like how big of a uh, a deal this was, you know, playing, going from a junior college, going to the College World Series. It's kind of a, it's a pretty big leap to, to go from a, a small junior college environment to being playing in front of 20,000 people and being on an ESPN. So I think it really kind of helped bring me back from that moment and just really humbled me. And all I was focusing on walking up to that play was hitting something hard and nothing else was on my mind. And I think... I think it's because of how sick I was, Uh, but so I guess looking back, it did it did help as miserable as it was.
0: Okay, so go go through the situation in in the at bat. Even though maybe you didn't know what inning it was, maybe you didn't know what the score was. You were just like, okay, I got to go hit a baseball, and I'm feeling like feeling like hell. Yeah. Walk 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 through the situation, and like where were you in the dugout when coach when Chex comes and asks you?
1: Well, I was kind of, I think I was sitting in the middle of the dugout kind of, and he had told me like, come, you're going to go hit. And I remember as I'm walking up to, you know, walking out of the dugout, um, he goes, just get something up and hit it hard. And it was the last thing he said to me, and that's all all he gave to me really. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm walking up there just like, okay, dude, keep it together. You got just one at bat. Keep it together for one at bat. And uh, I remember, obviously, I think the bases were loaded, if I, if I recall correctly, um, and just – like when i stood up to the plate i i could not believe how close the pitcher looked i was just all out of, i was just disoriented um and obviously you know walking up to to you're in a stadium you know it was one of the first day like big stadiums i'd played in and probably a lot of us had played in like that and i just remember getting up to that plate thinking man this guy is all over me i felt like he was starting from 54 feet and so from there i was just like man i gotta be on time and uh Fortunately enough, I was just late enough on a fastball, but I but I had some good bat path and it it saved me. But um, I mean, in all honesty, he probably beat me with a good pitch, but I was just a little bit better. Um, And again, I think it was probably because I was sick, so I just had no idea what was going on, and it was just barrel to ball. And sometimes that's as simple as the game needs to be.
0: So you, you inside out it inside the bag at first. Two runs come in and score. Then you got to dive back to the base. You, you, yep. you either took a big turn or you didn't realize that uh, that second base was occupied or that they hit the Yeah.
1: Game. Well, it's, it's funny. I look back at the video um, of that, and I was like more than – like about halfway to second with a full head of steam. And for whatever reason, I decided to turn around. I think I forgot how to run the bases there for a second. Um, but I was looking at it, and I'm like, man, it probably would have served me better to just run to second base, and I would have been safe probably by 20 feet. But, no, I decided to make it hard and go back to the bag. I dive back into first, barely beat it, and uh, I'm I'm glad the umpire made the right call because I snuck in there like that much, but um, I could only imagine what Chekets would be saying if I if I was walking back in the dugout after that, um, just totally ruining that inning. But shoot, I remember I get to first base and Chris Velek is like, because he knew I was sick, and he's like, "Man, you don't look very good." He's like, "You need a runner," and I'm like, kind of all out of sorts, almost falling over. I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm fine. I'll be all right." And Anyway, um, so I take my lead, I get off, and then um, I think, yeah, Billy Frederick's up next, and he hits, a, he hits, we do it was first and third at this point, and we do a safety squeeze, and so Billy does a great job getting the bunt down. I get to second base. They overthrew the first baseman, so I was able to take off to third base. I get to third base, kind of hit the bag and turn around and check out the field, and the, it's funny, looking back at the ESPN video of it, you can see me literally, like, staggering on third base because I'm just I, I'm that out of it. And lo and behold, Eddie calls another safety squeeze. So I'm here at third base. I can barely breathe. And, like, it's the next pitch we're calling this on. And then Clarkie gets a he gets a really tough pitch, like, up by his chin. And he does a great job getting it down. But it was one of those as a base runner that I can't take off right away because it kind of popped up just enough to freeze me a third. So I'm having to process all these things while I'm sick, and I, I remember I hit home plate. I went to the dugout and I just sat there, and every it took everything in me not to just go back to the bathroom and throw up. It was it was brutal, um, <laughs> but it was awesome.
0: Wow, that's unbelievable. So, like you get to first, and you you still it's not like you completely forgot that you were not feeling good. Right, you're still out there still out harder.
1: there. I felt like throwing up while I was at first base and honestly the one of the thoughts I had in there was like dude, you cannot throw up on national television. That's just embarrassing. I remember thinking that specifically because I told Blake I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm throwing up right now and I, that was that I, I, that's what helped me from doing. It. I'm like, man, if this wasn't on ESPN, like I probably would. I would have no shame in that, but but because it was televised, I I think I tried to hold it back a little bit.
0: Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Well, the Gauchas go on to win 5-3. The, the first ever win in the College World Series. What was the, the aftermath like for you?
1: Well, man, that's uh, it was surreal, for sure. Because um, I was, obviously I was dealing with being sick, but it was, I remember, it, it's funny, Checkets didn't even know that I was sick, but I remember him, uh, it was me, JJ, Devon, and I think one, uh, maybe Dempsey, I can't remember who all went to into interview after this game. Um, and JJ had known I was sick and he's like, Hey man, how you feeling? And I'm like, dude, I feel terrible. And this is the first check it gets wind of this. is like right before, our, uh, interview with ESPN, like a post-game interview with ESPN. And I'm just, I, it was one of those things you don't really want to tell the head coach because it's like, I was able to play through it. So it's not a big deal. And I didn't want him to not utilize me as an option if, if he felt uh, I was needed, but um, I, he, he inquired, he's like, Oh, you're sick. And I kind of told him what was going on. He's like, I'm just finding out about this. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm trying to play some baseball coach. And, um, but I think just being in that, that moment, it kind of, like I said, being sick really, really kind of like grounded me and kept me, it, it made me realize like how special it truly was to, to be in that moment rather than like, had I been healthy, maybe I would have kind of been too elate to even, even step back and realize how cool cool that truly was um but it was it's something i'll never forget that's for sure all
0: right that's beautiful i think uh we'll leave it at that perfect Cumby. thank you so much that was great
1: appreciate it Cannon. i appreciate you go gauchos
0: all right thank you to our sponsor kyle's kitchen and don't forget to go over to Instagram to vote for the All Decade team. And thank you to Sam and Ryan, a couple of great dudes, really. And during this time, it's been nice to catch up with all the old gauchos. They were, were fired up when I texted them about it, and they wanted to go back and, and reminisce. And it's, it's one of those things that we continue to stumble across is just the recollection of those moments, because they're they are so monumental in those individual lives and in our lives, you know, you remember where you were, what you were doing when Sam hit the home run. So that kind of brings us all together. And I think it's really cool. And it's one of the reasons why I love this sport and I am really enjoying doing this podcast. So next week we'll have part one with Bill Guyvette. We got a special guest that jumps in during the interview as well. Uh, Bill, an executive for 20 plus years in the big leagues he was a, a hall of fame gaucho an all-american and really is still an, an all-american in what he does so that'll be next tuesday with bill guy part one and then the following week will be part two with gaivo that'll do it for this week thank you so much for listening stay safe and we'll talk to you next week